when you look at what we do within Accenture, we deliver services to our clients in different industries. So we don't produce uh, physical goods. Uh, we don't produce beer or Coca-Cola or whatever uh, clothes. So our real and only asset that we have is our people. It's our talent. Talent is, is equally spread over the whole over the whole population in, in all its diversity. So our pool for talent is diverse. Welcome to another episode of the Work Life Hub podcast. Each week, we bring you an inspiring guest to help you discover the new world of work and learn how your organization can reach its full potential. Thank you for tuning in and spending some time with us today. To find out more about the Work Life Hub, please go to www.worklifehub.com. Welcome to the listeners of the Work Life Hub podcast. This is your host, Agnes Uherecki, and I'm here today in a very special episode for this podcast with uh, René Matt and Sven van Dijk from Accenture Benelux. And this is one of the rare episodes which we're actually recording live because most of the episodes are recorded by Skype. So thank you very much for having us here in your offices in Brussels today, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. So as a way of introduction, maybe I'll, I'll say a couple of words about you and then we can delve into your, your specific uh, uh, areas. But I have listened to René, your talk at the conference of the Belgian um, Association for Diversity Managers. And you were talking about the LGBT allies program of Accenture. And I thought that was really, really impressive. and an angle that I haven't heard of before. So that's when I took the opportunity to, to ask you if you would be up for recording this episode. So you are the managing director of Accenture Technology. You've been here actually 25 years at Accenture um, and you're the inclusion and diversity lead for Accenture Benelux. You have three teenagers, you're the father of three teenagers, happily married and engaged in making your workplace and society truly inclusive. And, and I like when you say there's no compromise and mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. And we also have Sven uh, van Dijk, he is the proposal development manager and working for Accenture four years. You're also the LGBT lead of Accenture Belgium. You're passionate about diversity and eager to create a work environment that allows people to be themselves, which fully resonates with what we talk about at the Work Life Hub. You're happily married with your husband for almost nine years, and you're also the founder of Open at Work, which is a network in Belgium that comprises large or smaller organizations, companies who are happily um, engaging in promoting LGBT and equal rights, and maybe we can speak about that too. So after this very brief introduction, maybe I can start with you, René, if you can tell listeners a little bit about yourself, your career, your passion, what is it that gets you up in the morning? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Uh, welcome, Agnes, and thank you uh, for hosting us here at Accenture office in Brussels. So indeed, uh, so my name is René Matt. I joined uh, Accenture uh, 25 years ago. That was my first job. Uh, so I'm working in technology delivery, doing projects at, at various clients all over Europe. So my day job is actually doing IT delivery, working with very diverse teams on Accenture side, on client side, working with, with, uh, with, uh, with vendors as, as uh, one team delivering projects for our clients. But next to that delivery role that I have, I also am engaged 
uh, and this year I took uh, the, the lead role for inclusion diversity network within Belgium and Luxembourg. And this is something really that, that I do really deep from the heart. That is something where I can share my, my passion to work with, with people from different backgrounds and mm. inclusion diversity covers all different flavors. It goes from 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 gender, from cultural different cultural backgrounds, from different generations. Eh? We have people very young, uh, millenniums uh, joining, but we also also people like myself <laughs> of 50, 50 plus. Also people with disabilities, uh, people with a different sexual orientation. So basically, inclusion diversity covers all the different uh, flavors, but flavors of society. Mm. And I think that is the, the, the key thing. I mean, I don't like the idea of, of defining all kinds of little pigeonholes of, oh, this is this specific group mm. or that is that specific group, because there is no end. I mean, I think in the end we are all, we are all unique in who we are and we are all diverse. I think that is, that is a fact, that is a given. And, and I think what is important and, and that is what we strive for, is that we can, we want to be an inclusive company that really leverages all these differences and that that brings that in, in, in a cocktail that is, that, is, that is the best, where we can really make sure that these different opinions, different uh, yeah, mindsets, orientations, mm -hmm add to each other and that one plus one is not two but that it is a bigger number and that we yeah make this this inclusive and and why do we do that at first i mean we do that because it is the right thing to do that is that is what i feel as a human being as as, as the right thing to do to take care and, and to include everyone whatever is the background that is the first reason why to do it but then of course yes there is also an economical reason to do it. I mean, there is various studies, and, and, and Sven will also share some of, of this, but there is studies that, that, that highlight if you have a diverse team, you come up with more creative ideas. We'll uh, talk about yeah. this later. So there is a lot, yeah. of, a lot of points here. So what, to <laughs> what drives me, what, what, uh, I mean, what, what makes me tick uh, in the morning, it is to really try to be truly inclusive mm. and, and to, to do that for, for ourselves, for our people, for our clients, basically for society. I think that's an obligation we have. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for this great introduction and we will also come back in a moment to the, the business imperative and why mm -hmm. a company like Accenture would do that. But before we do that, Sven, uh, would you mind telling listeners a little bit about yourself, about your uh, career and, and also um, how and why you, you took on these roles of, of uh, inclusion and LGBT leader at Accenture, but also in, in the broader context. Okay, uh, also welcome for me, welcome in Brussels. I have not yet been working 25 years like René, I'm a bit younger, <laughs> uh, but I've been working for Accenture already for four years. I'm part of the HMPS, so the public sector group, where I'm a proposal development or alias also call it a bit manager. Uh, so I'm mostly involved with the government on different levels in Belgium and also in the EU. Uh, but that's my that's my majority of time what I spend on that. But I also had the pleasure of three years ago, 
becoming the lead, the LGBT lead of Accenture Belgium, it's a pleasure. The reason why it's a pleasure, in one of my previous jobs when I left, they the HR department said to me, okay, now we have to erase you from the from the numbers. I said, why do you need to erase me from the numbers? <laughs> yeah, we have one number ticked in the box saying we have one openly gay person in the uh, in the company. So I said, mm, that's that's quite strange. When I joined Accenture, never, 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 never said somebody to me, okay, it's fine, you're gay, let's tick a box. It's a gay guy in the office. That's something that has never been done. And that's something that, that I really appreciate and like within Accenture. Is you can be yourself, mm -hmm. you can be gay, you can be lesbian, you can be a woman, you can be a man, you can be black, you can be white, you can be Catholic, you can be a Muslim, you can be yourself. And being part of the LGBT stream and leading that stream and helping to make this uh, really diverse and openly uh, diverse company is something that it is an honor to do that. And I can really help other people come to the office and be themselves. Because, you know, in these kind of companies, people, we, a lot of youngsters come out of the closet when they go to university or high school. Uh, but when they join this kind of corporate companies, there's a really high amount of people that cho go choose to go back into the closet because mm -hmm. they feel the pressure, they see the clients, or they, they Ooh, if I will be the openly lesbian woman, they will not give me the promotion chances of somebody else. Uh, so by having this kind of LGBT network within the company, we can help people just be themselves, be creative and be better employers. Yeah, I think that's very, very important. You make a very important point. And we often talk about this on the podcast, which is the ideal worker type, mm -hmm. is that still a lot of organizations, companies, they have a, a vision of the ideal employee. And many people feel that when they join that organization, they have to put, put on this suit uh, for their organization and leave everything else you know they can be a, a sports person or a vegan or a musician and and kind of leave that all outside the door and, and mm -hmm. conform uh, to that so mm -hmm. absolutely I, I i think the listeners will be probably very interested in the different elements and the practicalities on how do you make it happen how do you create such an inclusive company but before we go to that question may i ask um perhaps now starting with you Sven and then going to Rene, uh, uh, why would a company, you know, need to, you know, why should it be a business imperative to be such an inclusive organization? I think that there are companies out there who really get it, but I think there's still the majority of organization not yet. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps we, you know, there are some aspects of inclusion that, that you know, have maybe brought to the surface, but not all of it and and it's bias it's prejudice but but what should drive a ceo you know to fully embrace and it shouldn't be just a pet project of the hr person or the but somebody but but really why ceos why c levels should say yes this is something we want to fully embrace and dedicate programs to and allocate the budget and there are two things two aspects one is the let's call it the the social aspect of it when you spend budget on this, when you focus on this topic or, or these topics, uh, you will find that people will be more happier. They avoid spending energy on a Monday morning to avoid that they need to say that I went on a weekend with my husband. 
but I will need to, okay, how will I explain to my colleagues that I am a lesbian or that my father is now married to a man and before he was, how do I need to tell that? Okay, I need to avoid it. So people will, will use this energy to just be themselves, to work, to, to open up their laptop and work and be really uh, good uh, employees, deliver high quality service, be happy. That's, I think, the social aspect of this. People are happier, being better uh, performers. That's 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 something that's really, yeah, really important for a company. People need to be happy because you spend a lot of time in a company, in an organization. So if you can have this time, make this time more happy, more really fun for people, that's a plus. Second to that, there's also the uh, economic aspect of it. When people are more happy uh, with an employer, they will stay longer. They will, uh, maybe when they are considering, okay, how oh, should I leave or shouldn't I, should I look for another job? No, it's a really nice company. I'm really happy. People like me. I can be myself. They will stay. If they don't stay, they will leave. And then you need to look for another employer. You need to spend money on your HR policies. You need to spend money on your recruiters. You need to spend money on this. And with a limited amount of budget, you can really do certain actions in the workspace for your employees and you can uh, create a nice environment, but you can also avoid spending money on recruiters, on HR, but you c or you can spend this money on, on making your workspace more or better, even mm. better than it was before. So it's a social aspect, happy employees, and it's an economic aspect or not wasting money on having to look for other people because mm. they left because yeah they didn't feel happy they didn't feel welcome or maybe sometimes they they left and some people didn't know why i have a friend of mine she went on her pension two years ago and she had a colleague for which which was a colleague of her for 30 years and on her like the last day he said yeah i need to tell you something I haven't told you in the past 30 years, but I'm married to a man. So he avoided for 30 years talking about the fact that he was married to a man and it, it was his best colleague. And mm. she was like, why? Yeah. My daughter's best friend is a gay guy. Mm. So it's it's that energy, the, the, that energy of that person for 30 years, not Keeping telling to, to yeah, the, yeah. the colleagues that I'm mm. married to a man, that energy you should spend on, on being happy, work better, happy life, and and yeah, and and try to avoid that somebody leaves a company and you don't know why, or that you hear that this person committed suicide because he wasn't really happy. Maybe that was the reason mm -hmm. he was in the closet. He didn't feel welcome, or mm. he couldn't speak about how he felt, and that's something we with with the policies that we have within Accenture and all of the the activities we. I'm not saying we can avoid everything, but we can obtain maybe a high level of happiness in the company. And, and I think you touched upon some other aspects of, yeah, of the... Mean, yeah. When you look at what we do within Accenture, we deliver services to our clients in different industries. So we don't produce uh, physical goods. Uh, we don't produce beer or Coca-Cola mm. or whatever uh, clothes. So our real and only asset that we have is our people, it's our talent. And I mean, you know what? Talent is, is equally spread over the whole 
over the whole population in, in all its diversity. So our pool for talent is diverse and we need to we are opening we are opening to to this whole full spectrum of of uh, of of, uh, of people so that is we need to get the best talent on board and the best talent is sitting everywhere so we need to be as diverse as as inclusive as possible to all these different groups so this is and you can translate that in economical terms as the war for talent so i mean that is that is a key element mm. so that is one i think the other point is I mean, okay, so Sven talked a lot about, I think in the end it comes down to engagement, mm. being sure that once that people have joined, that they feel happy, that they can be there f ex have be at their full potential and no limitations and, and that they can bring the best value. But I think what we see, and that is also, I mean, backed up by, by different studies, is that if you build a team that is diverse and if you leverage that diversity, if you really make it inclusive, you get better results you get more creative ideas you get you get in the end you get better business results you could compare it i mean if you uh, participate in a, in a, how do you call these like a quiz or like some some kind of a, a, a contest eh, where you get what you typically see is that people stick together and all the boys stick together and 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 they stick together with their friends and you have kind of uniform groups and then you see, oh, that uh, this one group is uh, all the kids are very good at, at answering all the questions, maybe from from uh, from music and television programs. And then uh, another group is, is more has more the history questions. But if you make your teams mixed, mm -hmm. you cover everything. Y you can challenge each other. And I think that is the that is the thing. And diversity, I mean, it goes as, as it's LGBT, but it is much broader than that. It is also... I mean, if in a group, in a team, you have someone who has really clever, bright ideas, but who is maybe not so outspoken, not so assertive. What can happen? You can say, oh, I have a diverse group. I have like all kinds of different kind of profiles. But if you don't let that person, if you don't give him the airtime to speak, if you don't shut down maybe the guy who is always talking, talking, talking mm -hmm. and, and pushing his opinion then you are not inclusive mm. so you need to to have being inclusive is it's it, it can be difficult huh? because you need to you need to sense uh, the, the 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 sensitivities in the group and you need to leverage uh, and, and 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 uh, yeah so in this example you need to give some airtime and let that person speak up uh, and, and and you can apply that to 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 all for also for to all different uh, dimensions so there is a real business imperative there is an economical uh, value also behind uh. yeah and, and and i think what you touch upon there is is really this cognitive diversity of of how people think mm -hmm. what is their story what mm -hmm. is their background and 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 because customers are also more and more mm -hmm. diverse mm -hmm. with more and more diverse and more and more specific or, or, or specialized yeah. needs you you need this body of knowledge yeah. right and, and i also think that i mean we are moving into a digital economy and i think a lot of of, of the concepts behind and the design thinking and the prototyping mm. i mean this model is really embracing a, a diverse uh, workforce that is where you need to challenge where you need to have different opinions where you brainstorm you make a prototype you fail fast and and, and you you move on to to better things 
this is exactly where you need to have this diversity in your team. Um, so maybe moving on from this quite broad um, introduction now. So I, I believe the program has been rebranded, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, to Pride at Accenture. Yeah. Um, what are the different um, projects or activities? So if somebody joins or, or is interested in joining Accenture and would like to know more about these different tools that you apply to, to make this an inclusive workplace, what, what would be the typically from recruitment or to other areas that that candidates or employees can, can really benefit from? Within Accenture, you have the program is divided first on a, a global level. So we have the global Pride at Accenture program. We called it, or we changed it to Pride at Accenture because if you talk about LGBTIQ plus plus, we plus, ran out plus, of letters. It's <laughs> with, uh, and then and then you miss one plus, and then somebody says, yeah, you missed one plus, or you missed one I, and then so we said Pride at Accenture, and also being quite and proud of yourself. So mm. that's that's the the message. So you have the global program. So when somebody would go on the website of Accenture, they will see that we have a global policy, a global program. We really support this on in, in the different countries where we have offices. So you know the global program. If you join, let's say Accenture Belgium, when you get your first and second day uh, intro session, you will see uh, we will mention this as one of the uh, pillars of the IND stream. So IND has as parenthood, uh, women, uh, people with disability, flexibility, and so on. And then you also have LGBT. So we will mention this, and people will be made aware. And we also use this kind of approach when we go to universities or we look for other people. We will mention this as something we do. And we see that a lot of people who join us, they know this already or they see this as a benefit. Oh yeah, I want to work for this company because I'm an LGBT person and it's really important that when I join a company, it's a company that supports inclusion and diversity. So they see it as, a, as an asset, as something really important. But so we have the global program, global policies, but we also have locally, we will have some activities that, first of all, focus on, on awareness, making sure that people in the workspace know what we have and what's really important, like a session on, on uh, people uh, with who are transgender, they are moving on from uh, male to female or the other way. So we will have sessions on that, but also we had a session last year on how you could talk with your children on LGBT. Mm. How do you discuss that when your kid from seven years old says, hey, mommy, that's two daddies, what's that? Mm -hmm. So how should you react on that? So that's more content kind of program that we have. But we, of course, uh, also have activities where we, we try to bring people together, straight allies, LGBT people together, and they can share experiences. And in this way, it makes the program more broader because mostly people think when you go to a company you say okay i would like to go to my ceo and say we want an lgbt program yeah it's for the lgbt people yeah and for us it's really important that it's not a program only for lgbt people because everybody straight and lgbt people should uh, support the cause of being diverse and working in a diverse work environment so the programs are divided into awareness activities but also yeah i don't know it's it's bringing people together and, and sharing experiences, going to the pride, participating in the pride, uh, having a drink, 
sharing experiences and 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 so you could say you have the global and then these two pillars it's it's almost like normalizing the conversation yeah. breaking the taboos uh, putting this on the agenda until it feels completely yeah. you know business as usual to talk about you know these kind of things as well and it's still difficult that remains difficult i still know people uh, that that join a company or that join our company who have difficulties how should i mention this to my team uh, but we are not going to force people to do it but we're going to create the environment mm -hmm. by wearing the linearts mm -hmm. uh, the lgbt ally linearts we are also showing that that yeah if you would like to come out of the closet you can do that because i won't say hey don't do this mm -hmm. or don't tell that we are aware we are wearing that we're showing that we're openly talking about it and yeah it's 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 still a topic but it's it's getting a smaller topic and in some companies it's a big topic but in this company it's it's a small topic i think mm. Lene, do you want to explain a little bit how this lgbt allies works and maybe if you want to add something to what zen was explaining yes i, I think the lgbt ally ally in the in the meaning of a friend of uh, someone who is defending your cause who is helping you who will stand up for you when when needed so i think what we and this is a global initiative that started i think probably 10 years ago yeah. and and basically so lgbt allies are are a straight allies who actually say you know what we are truly inclusive mm. we see that there is still a need to to maybe be there to protect or to help when needed but also to publicly say and demonstrate that you know what we are open and inclusive to the lgbt community and that is as as fen is saying i mean we work uh, within accenture we work in project teams for clients on client locations so that means that I mean, I mean you change when you go join a new project you are within a group of new colleagues you are in a new client in a kind of a an unknown uh, environment and if you then need to worry about being yourself or, or need to worry about who how is this client how are my colleagues going to perceive me what will be their reaction what can i do what can i not do I think then it can be maybe uh, help you to see that there is someone who is who is uh, publicly saying, you know what, I am an LGBT ally by wearing visibly uh, a lanyard uh, with your name tag or by having in your email signature uh, a statement, I am a proud LGBT ally. If you want to be signed up here. Huh? Yeah, it's in uh, your signature. So, That's but true, I yeah. think that can help to mm. say, okay, this is a an environment where I can be myself. If I have a doubt, if I have a question, I can speak in 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 in, uh, in confidence uh, with with the LGBT ally. S signing up as an ally is 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 not just like clicking a box and then you be are an ally. It comes with a responsibility. It also mean it means that you are <laughs> show some empathy, uh, that you believe in 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 the cause, but also that if you see that there is situations which are not good. Uh, or, or uh, like a bad joke, or, or a client, or a, a, a colleague who is is uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Th that you that you that you address the situation, mm. 
not by being uh, like a, a policeman or whatsoever, but in, in your own authentic way, by making a joke to say, I mean, uh, or by, by doing something to, 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 I mean, to stop that at an early stage. Because I think what is really annoying and, 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 and really negative is that there is like this constant little, little, little things uh, the small comments, small bad jokes, uh, and and that I think, I mean, probably not with bad intentions, but just like who a bit of a a culture of of making uh, stupid jokes or behaving in a certain way, and that will that will really annoy people, reduce their engagement, ruin kill the their day. ruin yeah, their yeah, day, yeah. and 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 in the end, I mean, it will be counterproductive. So I think that is why with this this. Uh, Ally network. I think that's that's what we want to do. At the moment, uh, we are in Belgium. Two hundred people uh, who who have signed up as as an LGBT ally. Globally, the number at the moment is uh, thirty four thousand. So this is a big, a big, uh, <laughs> a big uh, team force, uh, yeah, force yeah. that is there and that is and that is supporting. Also, I am wearing my lanyard at client side. And you know what? It is also a a discussion topic. Then the first, oh, what is this uh, rainbow, rainbow. Uh, <laughs> thing you have on your neck? Yeah. And then you start a discussion and they say, oh, yes, then this is interesting. Yeah, mm. we should also do this. Or we have something similar. Mm. It makes you it makes you connection. It is a, it, it is a topic of discussion. And uh, and I think it, this is this is nice. Huh? Yeah. And, and I think it, it addresses a really an aspect that I haven't come across often which is building a support community from almost the bystanders because in in companies if they introduce uh, you know gender specific program to support women or or programs for disability it it feels you know a little bit a positive uh, discrimination or this positive Mm. segregation that Mm. okay that's for just them and and i think it you create links between you know probably the minority and the majority group and 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 empowering the bystanders also who maybe wouldn't have sp- spoken up before mm. or wouldn't have known what to do but i i, I mean i think indeed uh, we need to avoid creating ghettos or like mm. little islands of, of where uh, yeah i mean i think it's good probably within the LGBT community to have discussions and to mm-hmm. talk specific topics. But I think it's it's equally good and, and also needed that uh, to have this broader uh, cost network. Absolutely. Uh, and I also strongly believe that that what we do as, as LGBT ally, at the end of the day, you're saying I am inclusive. I mean, to, to, to all diversity. Yes. So I think by being an LGBT ally, you also kind of reinforce the message that we are an inclusive company. And that also goes for, for different religions, for different, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, cultural yeah. backgrounds. Yes, yeah. uh, so it, it is, I think it's really a strong, a strong message. Mm-hmm. And it is easy to implement. So Sven will talk about uh, what we do at, at, at Open at Work, but it is it is something that we do. You do it first because you, as a person, you believe it's the right thing to do. We do it for our teams, for our company, yeah, because we do it for our employees. But we also bring this message to our to our partners, to our clients, to the ecosystem. I mean, you also do it. F- I mean, f- f- for your friends and family, <laughs> you do it for society mm-hmm. in the end. 
Yeah, yeah. and the children, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, it, I would like to hear now, maybe Sven, uh, as prompted by René, about the, the Open at Work Network, and, and I think that it's the second time I hear that. Um, we had one podcast episode with um, Ante Venet Abitbol from Danone, and she was also one who realized that for their uh, inclusion, diversity, specifically women's program, they needed to enlist other companies mm -hmm. to, you know, together to, to make sure that that's mm -hmm. not just an, a silo, but, but it really is a, is a society. So how did you come up with Open Network and, and you started it and, and some companies are already on board? What are some of your activities? Well, when, when I sat together with two other people in Belgium, one from BNP Paribas and one from uh, Savaria or Clique in Belgium, we had the idea to create like a network. The reason is companies sometimes need to have a push or they need to have an example and say, okay, we need to have this similar thing, a similar kind of a program within our company. We don't know how, we don't know why or this. So they need some information. The goal or the objective of Open Network is bring together companies, diverse companies, organizations, governments, and share experiences and help them create a network, help them create a uh, inclusive workspace. By going to these uh, Open Network activities, and we more or, less, more or less have one typical activity, that's an Open Network evening where we have a content part, where we talk about let's say the topic that will be for the next open network will be on uh, I think transgender people so you have the content part and then you have the networking part and the networking part is equal important as the content part because people will exchange like, thoughts with, with other companies with other organizations and some of these organizations are really at the beginning Yes. They think of, okay, maybe I should go to my CEO and say, we need to have an IND on LGBT network. How do I do that? What will I tell them? He will say, yeah, that you want, I don't know, 10,000 euros. Why do you want that? It's a lot of money. Will it benefit me? And so on and so on. So you can get that information. And you see that for a lot of networks that are still starting up in Belgium, they get the information, they get the power, they see that within Accenture, for example, they say, oh yeah, they're really doing great stuff, people are happy, it's it's really an example, let's go with this information, maybe with the support of one of these companies, go to my management and say, okay, we would like to create an LGBT network. So this They don't is have to reinvent everything from no. the scratch. Yeah. And this is the way, or the purpose, or the objective of Open Network, is bringing together these people in a really quite informal way and it will it's every time hosted by one of the partners one of the companies they they come to this event and they get the information they get the power and when we started up we went to the the, the different companies for which we are working i went to accenture and said okay accenture this is something we're doing is accenture willing to host one of the events and actually the first we hosted in 2016 i think uh, uh, the Secretary of State for uh, Diversity was present, she was really eager, she was really supporting this and now you see that a lot of companies are really eager to join, have joined, they use this event also to to start up their network, ING in Belgium, they came to us and said okay we have a, a network that is starting, we really want to formally 
state that we have a network within our company can we use the open network event for this the same was done by the federal government they launched their be part network uh, this is now being used and it will also be used in the future by other companies uh, really big companies who will be uh, using this as something to to launch a network to make sure that everybody knows within the company that they have a network because although in a company you can easily communicate everything on lgbt and diversity some people will still not get the message they don't receive the message or they don't know the purpose of this network and sometimes people really by knowing that there are no friends who go to open network and say yeah but your company is also a partner of our open network uh, network no i didn't know and then they get the information via this way so it's actually helping people mm. grow networks and 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 spread the information and share experiences and and best practices mm. that's great no it's really really interesting and and i think also very important because you have such a great experience here you have already carved this out and mm. and and you know it's it's great to be empowering and helping others as well uh, may i ask you to share with listeners where they can find out more what would be the best website or twitter account or linkedin or where can they find out more about this i think the the best ways for uh, accenture is ju- just go onto our accenture website you can find information on the global lgt program if you would like to know what we do in belgium uh, just send an email to lgbt.belux.accenture.com and uh, if you would like to know about Open Network it's very simple www.openetwork.p and there you will find all the information and I can also redirect you to different countries I got a few weeks ago the question we want to do something in Poland with our company we know that you're a partner in, in Poland of the LGBT and IND networks there. Can you maybe help us? And I can redirect you to my colleague who is the lead of the Polish uh, stream and so on. So I can redirect you to, to these people. Because we have such an international uh, listener base, I think it would be also quite interesting to, to explore a little bit uh, the international aspect of this because Accenture is a global company. And even though we're in Belgium, where um, there are great laws, so the legislation is in place, there are institutions, there's ombudsman, and, and I think the society in general is very open and evolved. But do you have examples of, of other countries within the Accenture um, uh, Corporation w- where new networks have just recently started or that have just started to, to uh, embrace uh, pride at Accenture? Well, as an international company and having the international network we try to help different countries set up their lgbt network sometimes due to legal reasons we can't or it's not really officially allowed but we try to create some kind of support and what we see now that in some eastern european countries and uh, some maybe macho countries we see that networks are, are, are developing and examples we can give is like italy Italy, macho culture, men and in and, 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 and nice suits and so on. But yeah, we see that now the network is really growing fast in Italy. The same can be said for Poland. And maybe really interesting to say is that in Poland, 
the pride isn't really mentioned on the national television the the, the pride on, uh, on in Russia I think it is but we as a company we support this we participate in the pride and we we get support by other companies or c other companies come to us and say hey how can we help you how we, how can we work together because we want to really support this cause and also maybe convince the government to take other uh, measures uh, that's something that we do and yeah the the recent uh, example is india we have already have had a network in in, in india for years uh, we have been supporting this we have been doing kind of lgbt activities and now finally in india it's it's no longer a, a criminal thing to do to to be lgbt mm. so laws are indeed changing i think it's nice huh, to see indeed that in india <laughs> Now, homosexual relationship is no longer a criminal criminal act. Offense, yeah. So that is that is nice. But I think there are still countries uh, like uh, Saudi Arabia or Russia where law is uh, not so favorable yet. But also there we have uh, we have offices, we have colleagues, uh, and also there we have LGBT colleagues. So I think what we do in these countries is we cannot do uh, i mean we cannot uh, do uh, something against the law so we need to <laughs> be strict to that but i think within our organization uh, within our projects i mean we 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 also uh, bring the same inclusive message and we are open uh, for lgbt uh, colleagues also in these in these offices mm -hmm. in these countries and i think we we also bring that message eh, in the in in the in the relationships the working relationships we have with our clients but indeed it is sometimes very sensitive so i think what we can do there is and that is also one of our yeah obligations is to be is to be role models to 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 yeah to try to influence And, and at some point, uh, I hope that, that that will bring us to, to the same levels uh, that, that we have uh, here in, in, in Belgium. Great. So going to... Yeah, maybe before we go to the last question, maybe a little anecdote. I think when here in Accenture in, in Belgium, the first time we participated in the, uh, in the Pride, I mean, we had to, to ask uh for approval uh, to our management board okay can we as as accenture officially publicly participate in in in, in the pride uh, here in brussels and i don't know how many years it was ago uh, but, uh yeah several years ago and it was actually it was actually a, a discussion topic to say But, uh, and, and, and you see there were some people say yes obviously we need to do that uh, we are pride of, of being an inclusive company but there was also a discussion a genuine discussion oh, but, ooh, what will our clients say uh, what if, if they would uh, not like that and, 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 uh, and, and say that we would lose business mm -hmm. uh, but then I think our, our CMD really took the right decision to say no We are who we are and we are really pride of being this inclusive company and we want to spread that message to our clients, to the ecosystem, to the, to the society. This is who we are, this is what we do and this is going to be in the end what everyone will do. And I think I'm really, really happy that we, that we got the support and that we did that. And <laughs> I, think, I don't think that we lost any business because of this. I think probably that we gained a, a lot more respect 
uh, and that and that we now see definitely through the the connections that we have through open network that this message is really really resonating okay. but, so. but i think that's that's really almost a new trend as well in 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 diversity and inclusion and that companies are even willing you know i just read microsoft the other mm -hmm. day is it wants to extend maternity leave and parental leave to their suppliers so if somebody doesn't like that accenture is at the pride then it's better that you lose them as clients mm -hmm. or partners right you also want to be authentic throughout the whole and, and chain it's not i mean i was uh, at at uh, one of the the partners in, in open network uh, giving also a bit of a testimony of what we are doing a bit similar to this podcast here and there was after the presentation a lady in the room who came to see me and she said you know what i'm, I'm not part of lgbt but my my son is gay mm. uh, and you really see i mean i mean how would you feel if you are in a company or if you do business with a company who has homophobic behavior or who is kind of not inclusive and you have your children or you have friends who are part of lgbt i mean this is completely disrespectful so i think that the really this this uh, the message goes very far and very deep huh? absolutely yeah. and and that's what's almost coming back to the beginning of the podcast is authenticity yep. it, it should be present in all layers in all activities and not just a PR, you know, a event, but but really something that it's in not the about DNA. KPIs and yes. ticking boxes. Yeah, yeah. It is 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 being like truly human, truly inclusive. I think that is the key thing. Okay, so uh, coming to the last question, I would like to ask both of you if you could, if if I would ask you to give one advice to a CEO or senior executive for another company, based on your experience and for them to move forward in this area. What would be your kind of one key advice? My advice would be open up your eyes. Why? If you ask some of the companies that don't do LGBT, IND, they always say, we don't have an issue. Hmm. But if you talk to people in the workspace, they will say, yeah, I have an issue. I can't openly talk about this with my colleague because he's a bit homophobic. I don't get the support of open up your eyes that's my advice mm. what i've seen what you need to 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 be successful in this i think you need um, you need two things one is you need uh, a small group of of volunteers people with good ideas with with yeah with some energy to really kick off initiatives and and and, and to get things started and and to, and to really organize things and two, I think you need you need uh, at a good level uh, a sponsor, someone who 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 not only gives the budget, but someone who says, you know what, and that is the role of the CEO of of of, of whoever at a senior position to say, this is important for us. I personally stand behind this. I I'm going to attend your your sessions. I'm going to talk about it. This is our core business. Well, thank you very much, uh, René and Sven, for this great uh, conversation. I certainly have learned a lot and have been really, really inspired, and I'm sure the listeners as well. So I just want to wish you really the best of success for, for the programs in the future and, and for the two of you as well. Okay, yeah. thank, thank you. you.